Pretty Dece, Pretty Dece, here we go. Facebook.com slash Pretty Show. It's time to geek out with Josh, your host. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh Meek, the Uber Geek. Welcome to Pretty Dece, the short show about movies, comics, games, and all the pop culture in between. Today on the show, we are firmly in the pop culture realm, and we're going to talk about the piece of pop culture that I am maybe the most excited about on a week-to-week basis, and that is professional wrestling. WrestleMania 35 was this past weekend, uh, and I wanted to take this opportunity right after WrestleMania, as maybe you are seeing news stories about WrestleMania, to kind of break down what I love about wrestling, why I love it, what makes it so compelling to me, because I think it is a medium, it's an art form that is very misunderstood by a lot of people, and and they don't necessarily know what makes it so cool for a fan like me. Of course, a lot of you know that I am a huge wrestling fan, I bring it up on the show here sometimes, and a lot of you probably have a preconceived notion about what wrestling is. You You have an idea in your head that it might be this weird, backwoods, redneck, misogynistic thing that only idiots watch. And if you have that idea, that is how wrestling has been portrayed in the past, that during the Attitude Era, at the height of wrestling's popularity, the stuff that would surface that you would see in mainstream media was some of the the worst stuff that, that wrestling kind of ever did. And there are certainly some dark times in the history of wrestling. But today, wrestling is is radically different from, from those times. And really, first and foremost, wrestling today is super, super nerdy. It caters to the exact type of fan like me who's into comic books and who's into superhero movies and who's into all these sorts of things that people who would listen to this show, for example, would all also be into. So I wanted to take today and break down, as I said, why I like wrestling and then look at some of the storylines that were presented at WrestleMania 35 and use them as kind of an example of what is so cool about wrestling today. But first of all, we have to address, of course, the elephant in the room with wrestling. Anytime it comes up, people will always say, but you know wrestling is fake, right? That's always the question that comes up. And that is the dumbest question that I have ever heard. If you can make it through 10 minutes of a WWE program and come away thinking that any aspect of it is actual UFC-style fighting competition, then I worry about your ability to navigate the world without constantly just being confused and taken advantage of. Wrestling is, just from watching a few minutes of it, very clearly just like Game of Thrones or or any other TV show. It is a show that is trying to tell you long-running narratives involving good guys and bad guys in conflict. And just like Game of Thrones or any other action movie, the conflict culminates in a big fight scene, a big set-piece fight scene. And in pro wrestling, that fight is, of course, the actual match itself that you tune in to WrestleMania to see. But the story, the long-running narrative uh, that, that, that explains why the two wrestlers are fighting, that plays out over the course of weeks and months in interviews and backstage segments on the TV show. And now it even happens on social media. It blurs the lines where a wrestler is both portraying a character on television 
and being them their real selves on social media and in the real world, but also still progressing those wrestling storylines. It's as if Christian Bale was portraying Batman and, and Bruce Wayne, but also sometimes on social media was pretending that he was still Bruce Wayne and and was was tweeting at at at, at the Joker and saying he was going to take him down. And, and wrestling really at its core is that type of blurring the lines entertainment. And that's one of the things that I love so much about it. And of course, wrestling is not fake. Of course, back to the question, you know wrestling is fake. It's not fake. The outcomes of the matches are just predetermined. Fake is not the correct description of professional wrestling. One example that I hear used a lot, which I think is a perfect example of wrestling, is ballet. Of course, Swan Lake, a very famous ballet, it ends the same way every time. The storyline as the dance progresses is the same every time, but you can marvel at the skill with which it is danced. The story is no less interesting or compelling simply because you know it was planned ahead of time and you know how it's going to end. But you can you can look at it and say, man, like that dancer danced Swan Lake incredibly well. I can recognize the talent that they're putting into it. That's like saying that you don't want to see the end of Die Hard because, you know, the writer decided that John McClane is going to win ahead of time. That simply doesn't take anything away from an entertainment narrative. But the wrestlers are still out there in the ring doing incredibly athletic things. They're flying through the air. They're falling to the mat. Um, they're putting their bodies on the line. It's just that the outcome of the matches are predetermined to fit into the storylines that they have planned. And of course, wrestling, as I said, does blur those lines of reality. Uh, we all know that wrestling is scripted, but the interesting thing happens because wrestling also knows that we know that wrestling is scripted. So modern day wrestling in 2019 has to somehow find a way to convince you that things are still at least partially real, even when you know full well that it isn't. They have to uh, both play on your, your suspension of disbelief, but also they play on your expectations of what wrestling is and the types of things that will take place in the, the kind of worked environment of wrestling, and they have to subvert those expectations. It's a really, really challenging thing, but when they do it right, it's magical. And this is what's called a worked shoot. So I said the word work earlier, and if you're not familiar with that term, it comes from an old Carney term for working the crowd. A work is when you do something that's that's made up. You fool the crowd into thinking something. You work them. So a normal wrestling match is a work because, at least historically, they were trying to make the crowd buy into the fact that it was a uh, a real unscripted fight. And a, a work shoot, the shoot portion of that term, shoot is short for a shoot fight, which is when a scripted wrestling match becomes a real honest-to-goodness fist fight. So that, of course, uh, historically sometimes will happen where you actually get angry at the person you are attempting to perform with and you start actually fighting them. That is a shoot. So in wrestling terms, a worked shoot is the term for when a wrestling company scripts something in order to make you think that it's real. And Ring of Honor this past weekend did a worked shoot, to give you an example. They, at one point during one of their matches, had a couple of uh, seemingly fans jump the barricade and start fighting wrestlers that were alongside the ring. 
they they played this while you were watching the TV. They they averted the cameras. They they tried to make it so they didn't show up on TV as much. But the commentators kind of were acting a little weird, and and they were talking about how they weren't going to talk about it and give them any press. But you could still kind of see in the in the background, and you and you could see kind of going on around. You could see these people that jumped the the ring were were maybe recognizable if you were a wrestling fan because they were former wrestlers. They were wrestlers that had worked at WWE and now were showing up and jumping the barricade and causing a scene at Ring of Honor. Everyone at the time, as I was watching this live and watching uh, Reddit feeds and, and watching Twitter, people were thinking this was real. These guys are acting crazy. What are they doing? And only later do you come to find out like, oh, this was this is storyline. They're, they're bringing these guys in to work in Ring of Honor. And this is the way they chose to do it in this very real feeling show interrupting way that made people think it was real. People watching a television program designed around predetermined fighting got got confused, got fooled thinking these guys show up to fight uh, were, was, was not part of the script when actually it was. So a lot of those things can get very, very in-depth, and, and sometimes the real answer is never actually clear. So a few of the reasons there why I love wrestling so much. So let's jump back into WrestleMania 35. Of course, that is the big program that happened this past weekend. I want to run down a couple of the storylines that are being portrayed at WrestleMania. Uh, again, just to highlight the things that I like about wrestling. The first of those is Seth Rollins uh, defeating Brock Lesnar uh, for the Universal Championship. It's one of the main titles uh, that you can win in the WWE. Seth Rollins is, you know, he's one of the top guys in the company, but this will always be an underdog story uh, because Brock Lesnar is basically the boogeyman when it comes to wrestling. Of course, he is the former UFC heavyweight champion. He is a legitimate tough guy. Um, he, he could he could choke you out in an instant. He could German suplex you for days. He is a scary, scary individual. And he's been presented as this kind of unstoppable force in wrestling. And Seth Rollins has been portraying himself as the Beast Slayer, Brock Lesnar being the Beast. So this match was really this culmination of this kind of David and Goliath story where Seth Rollins, the smaller guy who, who really should have just gotten his butt kicked in this match was able to come out and and pretty much very quickly beat Brock Lesnar just just destroy him and it was this awesome vin, like completely vindicating just underdog story and that was really cool that was one of the awesome ways that wrestling can play out another underdog story that we got to see which is one of my favorites from the entire WrestleMania show is Kofi Kingston winning the WWE championship now, again, this is a story that kind of blends reality with wrestling storyline. Kofi Kingston has been in the WWE for 11 years. He's been around for a long time, and he is a popular wrestler. He's part of the very popular New Day uh, kind of tag team. They're a trio of, 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 of wrestlers who are very, very popular. But Kofi had never really moved past kind of the mid-card level. He'd never been kind of one of the top guys in the company, and he'd never won their main championship before. But because he started to get this kind of grassroots support, people started to really like him. He, he, he kind of was 
he was he was in a few higher profile matches and people were behind him i think in a way that the wwe higher ups didn't ne- didn't necessarily ex- expect they realized that he had the support that maybe they didn't know that he had so they started working the storyline where he was going to be positioned for for winning as he did the wwe championship so so simply because he was so popular and, and over they realized that they could they could make him their champion so again, it's, it's a great example of a true underdog story, and this one exactly enacted because of the fans, because the fans were supporting this guy who hadn't really gotten a shot up until this point, and then now he does. So everyone's very, very happy about that outcome. And you might say, well, okay, well, if this is all scripted, who cares if he wins the championship? Really, winning the WWE championship is more akin to like winning an Oscar than it is to like winning the Indy 500 or something. It shows that your company has faith in you to lead it, to really be the face of the company while you hold that title. Uh, so it's not necessarily that I won a physical contest. Yes, it was scripted, but it, it shows that you're kind of employee of the month, more or less, right? So it's really cool for a fan that Kofi got that honor. The, the, the next storyline to highlight is, again, one of my favorite characters, and that is Finn Balor. He defeated Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship. And Finn, Finn Balor is one of those people, one of those characters that can only work in wrestling. You see, Finn Balor is a regular, nice, smiling guy. He's got a really cool leather jacket, but seems like a pretty just straight-ahead, normal wrestler, regular human being except for when he gets angry, and then once in a great while he gets angry enough that he turns into this character they call the Demon, where he shows up with a crazy wig and face and body paint and has an elaborate entrance that makes it seem like he's he's the spawn of Satan. He crawls around on the ground and he, 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 he hides in the corner and there's smoke everywhere. And the commentary team buys completely into it and calls him the demon instead of Finn Balor. And then he wins the Intercontinental Championship. Because what other demon, what 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 would a demon want other than a wrestling championship? And then he reverts back to Finn Balor the next night. And that's played completely straight and everyone goes along with it. Because that is far and away not the craziest thing that happens in wrestling at all. <laughs> that is a completely normal occurrence is that a regular, mild-mannered person becomes a demon just so he can win championships. It's great, it's super fun, and it's super ridiculous. And again, back to underdog stories, the the next storyline that I want to focus on is Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder defeating the Revival to win the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships. So the interesting point of the story is that Kurt Hawkins was on a nearly 300-match losing streak before he won this match for the titles. The losing streak became his storyline. That was the whole focus of his character, was that he just simply couldn't win a match. And sometimes it was because of funny reasons, Sometimes it was because of, of interference, but but for what was going on for you know multiple years, he wasn't winning any matches. So then when they actually gave him the win, as they did at WrestleMania, it became this massive, huge moment. And that's really cool because you can only do that in a scripted environment. 
you know, you you can't really talk the the Chicago Cubs into never winning a game for a couple years just so when they finally win one, it's going to be even more meaningful. You can only do that in something that is that is scripted. And of course, the the main storyline that I want to talk about at WrestleMania it was also the main event, and, and it's one of the coolest things about this year's WrestleMania, and that is it was main evented by three women. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, and Charlotte Flair were in the main event, and both the uh, both main women's championships were on the line, so whoever won was going to take both of them home. Now, this became the main event mainly because... Uh, the the wrestler Becky Lynch took a very small amount of opportunity that she was given uh, as kind of, of her TV time and kind of her ability to get her character across, and she ran miles with it. And, and much like Kofi, she built this, this organic support from the audience. People loved her and and begged for more of her, so much so that, that it led them to basically... Uh, changing up the plans. Clearly, uh, they they maybe were originally going to have her on the card or, or do something differently, but fans basically demanded that not only was she on the WrestleMania card, but she was the main event. That's that's the only thing that people wanted. Becky is one of the most popular wrestlers in the company today, male or female. So it it was deserving and it needed to be the main event. So super cool. Wrestling's undergoing this kind of women's revolution right now where they literally get top billing. They, they were the, the main match. They were the last thing that went on at, at, in the evening. And she was the last thing you saw holding her titles high as she won. Super cool stuff. And this feud in particular is a fantastic example, again, of kind of blurring the lines of reality and having that storytelling sort of splash over into social media because the social media feud between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey was was a thing for the ages. It got very, very heated and very, very personal where they kept this going. They, they, they weren't just talking about what they were picking up at the grocery store on their, their Twitter accounts. They were building their feud slowly over months as they tweeted at each other and insulted each other and made mocking photoshops of, of each other. It went everywhere. And, and, and Becky came off as the, 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 the tough guy and the person who wouldn't take any crap so much so that, that her nickname in wrestling has become the man because she says that she's the man and, and Rhonda, um, really portrayed this kind of heel character. And she came across as, as not really respecting wrestling at times, which of course really angers the fans. So really, really smart stuff happening there. So you again with with this had had wrestling fans seeing these tweets, these social media interactions, and thinking that maybe these women actually don't like each other, um, which is really the mark of a of a beautifully executed wrestling story. So as you can tell, wrestling is a lot of different things. It's a it's a soap opera, it's feel good underdog stories, and it's goofy fun comic book superhero drama. Uh, but overall, I think that it's very compelling entertainment. So I, I hope that I have I've conveyed some of that to you, and I hope that I have uh, really helped to illuminate why I like wrestling so much. So that's going to do it for Pretty Dece for today. Thank you very much for joining me to talk about uh, wrestling in a very long-winded fashion. When I get started talking about wrestling, it is hard to get me to stop 
So you're lucky that I stopped when I did. Uh, but again, hopefully that has been a, a fun look at wrestling through the eyes of a wrestling fan. If you aren't a fan, you know, that it's a world that is sometimes very, very hard to penetrate and figure out what people see in it. So I wanted to like pull back that curtain a little bit and, and explain the things that I love about wrestling. And, and, and hopefully, you know, I'm not saying that you have to go like it, but, but maybe you were able to, um, at least see why someone would like it. You know, that, that might be the thing that, that, that you came out of this. If you want to hear more about wrestling and why someone would like wrestling and a little bit in depth about, uh, wrestling storylines, uh, back in 2017, Max Landis, uh, a director made a little short called wrestling isn't wrestling, which is a really great look at again, wrestling storytelling over the course of years and, and why people would like it. And it's a, it's a really fantastic watch, especially for someone who isn't interested in wrestling. Um, you, you, can, you can see why someone would be. So I would say if you are interested, maybe go seek that out for some more watching. You can check out, of course, more Pretty Dece if you want to watch some more of that. Visit prettydeceshow.com for all of my back episodes. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to the podcast both in audio form and, of course, to the YouTube channel for the show. We get into lots more things than, than what you hear on the podcast feed. Uh, always putting up fun vlogs. Uh, you can find that at youtube.com slash prettydece. And, of course, I always love talking about wrestling. I was tweeting about, about WrestleMania this past weekend. So if you want to talk about wrestling or anything else, hit me up on social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pretty Dece Show. <laughs>